Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from March the 11th, 1989. I am sitting here with Doc and not hard Buddy Harper. He's late. It's becoming a running joke, I see, with him. He's, he's getting his, his, his rocks off and whatnot as he, uh, he just loves being late, Doc. But how are you? Silva would be here. Uh, by the time this airs, uh, Silver and I would have done a live stream on a uh, Friday night that just passed about a week ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, you know, I'm trying to keep my sanity and figure that'll do it. Just a live stream. Oh. And the people seem to love the live streams, too. The people. Well, that's why we're doing this. It's for the people. Well, we're doing it for ourselves. I mean, you know. Oh, that's true too. Harper's not here now. Most of the time, when you're late somewhere, do you let the person that's expecting you know that you're going to be late? Every time. Yeah. You heard from Harper you? today? Well, I don't know. You I heard from Harper? Haven't 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 talked to him today. No, huh? Haven't talked to well. him, but I know he's been busy with work. Um, hey, I want I do want to mention something. I have had some major sound recording issues. Um, uh oh, show's over with uh with the show, and I had to reconfigure a bunch of stuff on the computer. So is it the over? sound and the audio is a is a little little or a lot different tonight. Uh, that is why, and that's all I really want to say. After as much time as I spent dealing with this thing in the last three to four days, maybe we should just quit. <laughs> I, I know as my wife was like if you don't come to bed you've been dealing with that thing for 10 hours now come deal with this thing for 10 hours is that what she said <laughs> no nah, y'all been married too long for all that you and i got into just... a de- you and i got into a debate though today we did we did about, uh, about women in wrestling women in wrestling we did well, we were talking about AEW, and you was like, bro, I can't watch. I was like, dude, I don't want you to think that I watch it. I, I the fast-forward button get to work out. And I say, you know, some MJF comes on, some Jericho comes on, I'm watching it. You know, Brandy's out there, I'm obviously watching it. And you were like, you kind of like just blew me off. And then you asked me a question that you did not think you'd get the answer that I gave to. You was like, all right, Brandy or Sasha? And I was like, oh, Brandy, 100%. And that shocked you. See, but this is how I know you're not a white guy. 
What? This is what how is I know you're not uh, not a white guy. What, what does that mean? Because a, a real white guy no, wouldn't say that. A white guy would say, fuck it. Why do I have to choose? I'll just take them both. Oh, okay. Manifest destiny, bro. It's, it I'm doesn't a, limit you. I'm going to throw another shocker at you. Uh-oh. Naomi you finally find, looks uh, better who? than Sasha. Naomi looks you, better than Sasha. Did you finally find out that Sasha wasn't all that great? No. I mean, I'm just saying, oh. if you want me to rank them, you know, like as far as attractiveness and to and, rank uh, them like, like they're just like they're just property. OK, no, no. You are saying that I'm talking about beauty and all that good stuff. And I'm just here to tell you, Brandy, Naomi, then Sasha. Oh, where's Charlotte fit in all that? Not my cup of tea, brother. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> working for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And look, man, if that floats your boat, then not. What about not what about Nikki? Cro- what about Nikki Cross? She's actually attractive in some strange way. Hmm. But she like she's so good at at the job she does on television. I I would think like she's she might be like that in real life, like crazy. They're all crazy, bro. I don't know about that. I'm not you. You you can put that out there, not me. What do you think of Alexa Bliss, though? Is that that your cup of tea? Okay. Since Harper's late, I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, so she's she's a little too waifish for me. A little too small and skinny. I don't even waifish. Yeah, like a waif. I have no clue. Is that a white thing? It's a word. Is that a white so, guy thing? Wayfish? No. It's a word. I, I've never heard that to, to describe a woman before. Oh. Wayfish. All right. W-A-I-F. You're definitely not Fritz von Mulkey with that comment because uh, Fritz now, is definitely but- an Alexa... Uh, type well, guy. she's she's a pretty she's a pretty hot chick though. I mean, let's she's be clear. Beautiful. Oh my gosh, she's beautiful. Yeah. So very, very underrated as a wrestler too, in my opinion. Uh, I'll say she's cute. How about that? She she's better than she gets credit for in that ring, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Very talented. So now all of us here we are, Mister Current Product. I mean, I haven't watched in a while. I'm going off of... I didn't come here tonight to talk about current products, son. Oh, well, I didn't either. You know, I was just saying how I shocked you earlier today when I told you, no, Brandy is more attractive than Sasha. And you just What's happened to Sasha that you've soured on her? Not a thing. I didn't sour on her. She's still the best woman's wrestler in the world. Oh. Uh, Okay. But if we're talking about attractiveness for, like, my you know, taste, then I'm going to oh. be like, yeah, Brandy, Naomi, Sasha. Definitely top three, probably right there. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Uh, what shout about out Marie, to, what, what about Maria Canellis? Bennett? You know, I'm going to get some heat for this one, but she doesn't do it for me. You deserve some heat for that. One. <laughs> it's it, it. She's a very attractive woman. But you like dudes. I get it. Not my cup of tea. 
I know. Little too skinny. Hmm. You know what I'm drinking tonight? I don't know, but you can stop doing that in my ear. That's for damn sure. Well, I wanted everybody to hear it, because, man. You ever had moonshine? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> okay. Well, as we're seeing how it goes, uh, we're, we're rolling right along, Hopper, 10 minutes late at this point. Shout out to Disrespectfully Classy Marky Blassie, who should be coming back on the show soon. Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, and Joe Ice for your generous patronage each and every month. The sponsors of this show, we appreciate it. And a couple of new patrons and bump-ups. Jason Thun, new Patreon member. Thank you very much, Jason. Enjoy all those Patreon shows that are out there. And Rich Haven, not Rick. I think I said his name wrong a couple of weeks back. Rich Haven, he's an old Patreon member, but he recently bumped up, and he is now a Hall of Fame Patreon member. Mm. So thank you, Rich for not only signing up a couple weeks back, but bumping up your pledge. And then I got one more special spotlight. Uh, we'll call it a, a menaceaholic or micaholic that I'm going to give out. You wouldn't have seen this because he sent this to me on Patreon. Judge Nick Fawcett out there, longtime Patreon member, said, he said, um, just finished the top five hair metals band episode. Now, keep in mind, he found this show after that. So that's why he is just getting around going through 200 plus Patreon shows. He said, like, what an it. adventure that must be. You pay like 20 cents a month and you get all that. Can you imagine going like finally discovering and going back? So he's he's just going through like the old archives of the Patreon shows. And there's, a you know, there's 200 of them out there. And he went through the top five and he's like, I just finished the top five hair metal episode. Doc and Harper were 100% right on the money. I grew up on all of that shit is what Nick says. He says, still love it. And I played most of it on guitar in high school and college bar band. So he was similar to you, Doc. And uh, he says, great episode. So he wanted to give you and Harper some kudos there. And obviously, well, go you know, listen to some, go listen to some white line and shut the fuck up. How about that? <laughs> Leave Nick alone. He's a good dude. He's hilarious, man. He, um, He's been going through the the archives of all those Patreon episodes, and Nick is in love with all of those. So that's what, if you're not on Patreon, that's a little bit of the stuff that's out there. Tinyurl.com slash BTT. Doc, I think you got some spotlights tonight. What? I think you got I some did. spotlights tonight. Me? Yes. Oh. Uh, I guess we must have got our wires crossed here, buddy. Okay. Um... I did. Let me see if I. Okay, so I think I have a couple of things written down. Um, what's that guy's name? Spy Boy Sky Cap. You're so terrible when it comes to Twitter. Uh, Alan Hayes on Twitter. Uh, Spy Boy Sports Cap. My, yeah, my he good didn't friend. do anything for the show, which was a little disappointing. But he did do something on Twitter. I can't even remember what it was the other day, but it popped me, and then I thought I recognized his name. So, thanks for the 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 moment of levity in an otherwise depressing day. Um, also, I was listening to this past week's, uh, drive-thru. Did you happen to, to get a chance to listen to that? Are you referring to Ryan and Auburn? Question? Yeah, Ryan and Auburn got a question in about, uh, JJ leaving and the steamboat coming in and, uh, it was like Ryan and Auburn. And I said, where do I know that from? It's the drive-thru with, uh, where Corny goes through the, uh, Vader Shawn Michaels match. But, uh, you know, next time, Ryan, that you get a question on there, just make sure that you get our name mentioned as well so that we can get that free plug. 
you're 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 forgetting something. Well, Ryan may have done that, and Brian may have no, have omitted it. <laughs> and if that's the case, you need to talk to your friend. Uh, I'm just hey, saying, look, pal, man. <laughs> hey, look, pal, we're trying to get a little free advertising here. <laughs> yeah. We're not we're not Arcadian Vanguard, but we're Arcadian Vanguard adjacent. So, <laughs> come on. Uh, it's a nice, Doc. All right. Well, uh, so then, well, there, to keep the, the party rolling here, uh, we did get a couple of five-star reviews this week. Uh, we have one from a uh, Hernan forty three. Yeah, he's a long time listener, like years and years. Wow, uh, what is is this his... still? Well, is it still our birthday month, or have we turned over another year? No, no, no. Ramon Hernandez is his name. I knew exactly. So he's who trying to about. say he's the forty third Hernandez. I don't think so, pal. Try forty third million. No, no. Maybe you just don't get Twitter. But keep going, Doc. Okay, he said it was um, two words, classy. <laughs> See, it's not two words. Get that? I think you're trying to be funny and you're woefully. No, funny. his the byline of his his review is two words, classy. Okay. A a seriously excellent podcast. Old school wrestling fans, get your fix right here. No spot monkey crap, just straight to the point. Thank you. Sounds spot on. Okay. Uh, And then we have something called Alpha Wolf. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That makes, that means something to you? I don't know who that is on Twitter or on the Facebook group. So if, um, if you're on either or, please send me a tweet and we will, we will recognize you for your name. I don't know who that is though, off the top of my head. Well, he says best podcast ever, so uh, there you go. Most intellectual podcast about classic wrestling. Okay, maybe not. But definitely a podcast that will make you laugh and make your day better. We are far from intellectual, but I will take the kudos. Sure, that helps with the algorithms, right? It, On sure, the does. it sure does. I got one hey, more that you- actually just popped up, too. Oh, really? Okay, and then I, I'll finish up with mine, but I want to hear what you have to say, my friend. Well, this one popped up on Podcast Attic and not iTunes. I was just kind of looking at it as you were reading the new ones in it. This is from our old friend, uh, Philip Allen, Mount Airy oh, Phil. God. He is says... This, this is... What did he... Did he give us three-fifths of a star? You're a jackass and an idiot, and I hope you go to hell for that comment. What? Philip Allen... Because you're trying to be funny, and it's not. He said, brilliant stuff, ridiculously funny, consistently entertaining, and so very inappropriate. And by adding Doc, they show love for the LGBTQT audience. Love it. <laughs> I think it's like a slam to that community. But I would be a great member of that community oh, if I was part of it. <laughs> I feel you're awesome. Oh, boy. Okay, you got one more, you said. I just want to give put everybody in the spotlight because especially all the patrons, and here's why. We're giving you that additional content, but that additional content is, is different content. And so everybody gets the spotlight for listening to this show because you don't have to pay extra for this show to be ad-free. That's a great point. 
we still keep this thing ad free and we just have a lot of fun so all right doc um what well, else? And one other, else? I, well, I got one little call to action for the for the army out there tonight. Call to action. So, call to action. This is um, a little bit different than usual. Usually, we want them to do something spot monkey ish, so that they can get in the spotlight. This is a little bit different. Uh, we're recording this on July fifteenth, and usually, I don't like to. Uh, to I don't really care about the dates and all that, but this will be time sensitive, and this is important. Uh, two weeks from tonight, we will be recording. Well, I won't be. I will be on my yearly vacation, my sabbatical from BTT. Um, and so we have an open chair, and we know how much Mike likes to uh, throw life preservers out to the to the Army and, and the terrible idea to welcome them on this show. So here's the deal, guys and girls. If you think you've got what it takes to fill my chair <laughs> for a show, I need you to submit your audition tape to Mike 504 Saints. And maybe you could sit here. Well, you could sit there with Mike. Can't tell you if Harper will be here or not, as we're <laughs> 19 minutes in. And we haven't seen we haven't seen or heard from him. But here's your chance. This is your chance to be a star. All those weeks you sat there and you said, those motherfuckers, I could do better than them. They got this shit wrong. They don't know that Ricky Steamboat wrestled three times. That Here's your chance. So send your tape, VCR, MP4, whatever you got, uh, over to Mike504Saints, and uh, we'll, we'll let you know if you've uh, got what it takes. Doc is trying to rib me. Someone else has already agreed to fill in his shoes. But by all means, if it entertains you to send me tweets uh, with a audition of two minutes and 15 seconds, because that's all Twitter allows, then by all means, have fun. I love hearing for the members of the BTT Army. But he is ribbing everyone as he says that because he knows someone is already replacing him. And we will leave it at that. I didn't know that was happening. No, you knew. We've talked about it. Now you're playing dumb. On that note. How about we talk some Saturday night on TBS from March 11th, 1989? Have you got Skype working correctly? Because I took you made me take handwritten notes this week in case Skype wasn't working, which was a pain in the ass. Well, I hate to tell you that, but Skype is working. So are you ready to do this thing? Uh, no Harper, right? So I got to carry the load here, right? Well, I'm flipping back to Skype right now, and he's still showing uh, yellow, and he has not answered my text. Uh, should we start to get worried? <laughs> well, I mean, I texted him. That's all I can do at this point. Um, maybe he's down at that excavation site helping him get those dead, dead Hispanic gentlemen out of that hard rock cafe. Jesus Christ. Don't get me started <laughs> on that. <laughs> I, Army, I sent you, for those of you who've been following the saga of the two dead Mexicans that were in the in the hard rock tower construction that have been there for now nine months, they decided this week they're going to get them out. <laughs> Why now? I mean, shit, they're probably starting to decompose. Just let them move into dust and kind of just pull out the blower and blow them off the side. You're definitely going to hell. Well, I, I'm not the one that would have left them there. I, I'm, I would love to know the explanation besides 
Well, it was too hard to get to him. I want to know. You know the explanation. It's going to sound about as good as your 14-year-old son doing something stupid. <laughs> you catching him and asking him what the fuck he's doing. What? I mean, it's very disturbing that those yeah, poor guys uh, are and still I'm, in there. I'm assuming here that everybody knows what we're talking about. But they had some construction issues where some things caved in in New Orleans at a Hard Rock construction site. Hard Rock Cafe, and these two Mexican construction workers got killed, and they are still there, and you can see their jean pant legs from the street. One of them, a part of the building moved or collapsed some more, and you could literally see the dude's legs just hanging out of the building, which is, that pisses me off. It's like, man, that's that's the height of we don't give a shit. That's just terrible. Oh, anyway, if you're in our Facebook group, it's been talked about there at nauseum, at nauseum. But so I just, I that... just wonder what what got him off the mark to to like go do something. I don't know, but with that said, I mean, I I, I can see it was like Harper and somebody else just sitting there looking at it up there and go, "You think we ought to go get them boys now?" Shit, why not? Uh. All right, well, on that note, let's finally get to some Saturday night on TBS. Who knows if Harper's joining us? I've texted him twice. I have not heard from him. Uh, Maybe he's taking a long dump as he normally does. But this is March 11th of 1989, Saturday night on TBS. Uh, Doc, now there it is. You can see it. Uh, We kicked things off with this. Yes, very much. It's just the um, normal, not the normal intro, but the graphic intro with the... uh, United States rolling in and World Championship Wrestling. That that old gimmick. And uh, Jim Ross and Magnum open the show from the studio. They run down the card for today. And they tell us Lex Luger will be on the Danger Zone today. Uh, Doc, you got anything from this before I get us fast forward into a rather ridiculous Varsity Club promo? No. Okay, so you're ready for that. Is what, yes. I, is, what, is what I think I'm hearing here. All right, let's go to the Varsity Club now, who come out about midway through JR's intro. Here it is. A battle for the World's Television Championship, and we'd like to invite Kevin Sullivan, along with the other members of the Varsity Club, Mike Rotunda and Dan Spivey. And now, fans, if you were with us here last week, I'm sure you remember that uh, these gentlemen said they're going to put $10,000 up. We have not yet seen the $10,000 that Mr. Rotunda was going to put up. Well, first of all, the Varsity Club, being the most elite force in professional wrestling, does exactly what it says. We're going to put up our ten grand today. Any professional wrestler, and there isn't one in the world, but if there happened to be one, he gets a chance at ten grand and the TV belt. But the stipulation is you have to beat Michael Rotundo in 10 minutes, and that can't be done. Well, what I find very interesting about this challenge is that any wrestler that can beat Rotundo in 10 minutes or less wins our $10,000. I thought it was his $10,000. Y'all for free with his. My money is the Varsity Club's money. We're together, pal. We're a group. And when we say something, we mean it. I told the people I was going to come out and I was going to beat Steiner and get the television title back. Now I'm putting up $10,000 of my own money for, for a good, good reason. This is an investment. 
because we're gonna have people coming out of the woodwork. That gives me competition, and competition makes me go. Competition is what the Varsity Club is all about. I'm taking my money, and I'm gonna put it in the bowl. That's right, See this? Mike. Have you people ever seen this much money at home? I doubt it. It's just a matter of time. Vasi Club's money. You see the confidence in the man, it exudes through him. And anybody that's foolish enough to want to take this, <laughs> come like and get Mike it. Mike Rotunda said, it's open to any professional wrestler, whether it be Eddie Gilbert or Rick Steiner or whoever. They can't beat us. Well, that remains to be seen. We'll find out a little bit later in the hour. Is this $10,000 and the T... I'm not going to touch your money. I can promise you that. The $10,000 and the TV championship will be on the line, fans. All right, Doc, your thoughts on uh, the Varsity Club. My note was, damn, I'm glad they didn't let Spivey talk right there. But what did you think? Let's start with the good. I thought Rotunda was good there. Yeah? What do you think? Yeah, I thought he was good. I mean, he made his point about the... You know, if you beat me in 10 minutes or less, you get the 10K. And, you know, even though he's already TV champion, there's nothing wrong with him flaunting his money and being a good heel and doing that. I feel that's a heel move, flaunting how much money you have. So I thought he was good just from the mannerisms, not just the promo part of it. Yeah, and hey, this gives me competition, and I thrive on that, you know? Yeah. Now, they're, they're a group, right? They are a group. And would you say that VTT is a group? We are a group. So is your money my money? <laughs> I don't, well, I mean, we both have uh, steady jobs where we bring in our own money, so I don't... Well, they're all, they both have salary. They all have salaries with the company. But he, yes. they're just throwing it in the pot there. What do you think of that? I don't know about that one, brother. I, I think maybe we should do that, don't you think? <laughs> That's going to be, it's not going to work for me, brother. I'm going to have to give it to old Hogan. <laughs> how many guys, how many guys, I mean, that, how many guys do you know that are like, oh, let's just throw all our money in one pool there and see what happens? <laughs> I mean, maybe Karl Marx, but I mean, that's about <laughs> it. That is so not that, a, yes, I agree. That So that's a little bit of a goofy a goofy piece of the puzzle there. Um, I had not looked at it like that, but you make a point. I don't know if okay. I'm... Yeah. So here's the other thing. If you're going to bring out a briefcase, try to make sure that shit's full. <laughs> that shit was a quarter full, which even though those were, I saw some 20s in there, it just looks... It looks sorry. It did look bare. It looked bare. You know what it made me think of? Remember when the horsemen were at the table uh, in 1987? And it's all all the horsemen and Dusty, and they got the money bag with the, like, $50,000 in it. Mm -hmm. And this is is 10, so, I mean, obviously, you know, 50 is more than 10. But the point being, like, you look at that visual, and it was like, God, that was a... Like, remember they had the all the, like, stacks of money with the rubber bands around it on the table? Mm-hmm. You look at that and you're like, holy crap, that's a lot of freaking money. It definitely did not look like a lot of money. Even though ten grand is not as much as fifty, I, I kind of get where you're coming from. Also, go back to Smoky Mountain when Sandy Scott had the briefcase of money that time in early Smoky Mountain when he came out with it. 
Um, I forget what the angle was. Now that I'm thinking about it, was it when they were trying to figure out who the master was? I can't remember. But they come out with all the money, and it's a briefcase full of money. The visual of the full briefcase. The the briefcase was not full right there. However, I tell you what was full. Stan Lane. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I still, I still got more to ask about this promo. Okay. Um. Dan's dick dancing. I we'll get to that in a minute. I uh, need Sullivan to not be out there in a neutral tone sweater. He's the devil. I need him deviled up. Yeah, he looks like somebody's dad. Yeah. Middle aged dad at that. Yeah, I didn't like what? that. Now, here's the other thing. Why is there a fucking fishbowl if you got a briefcase? I guess the visual, glass, oh. see-through. That that seems like a lot of work. I mean, the fishbowl is a better visual than the one-tenth full briefcase. Because the money, you can see the money in the see-through fishbowl from every angle. With the briefcase, that little... Poot of jizz of money two sitting poots. in the, two poots in the left hand corner of that briefcase didn't look like much. No, it looked like man, I'd have been like, if this is all our money together, who's been dipping into the the company the the community funds, man? Because hmm. you know, the minute we pulled our money together, Harper would show up with some new gimmick that cost a lot of money. Would he even show up? Well, there's a valid point, but yeah, you know, brah, brah, I got this first edition Space Invaders game. Really? Where'd you get the money for that? The pot. I you even know, got an alarm clock to go with it. <laughs> you know, you know, rent's due next week. Brah, that's next week. Yeah, I worry about that on Friday when I got to pay it, brah. Yeah, so... At least Dr. Death wasn't out there losing, having an aneurysm, and they had the good sense to keep Spivey shut up. God, no kidding. No kidding. Okay, so we keep going, and the Midnight Express take on Bob Cook and the Raider. Midnight Express are obviously going to win. I got a lot. I got some stuff from the promo after the match. Um, Well, I have a timestamp here if we're going to be able to play it. I need 439. Okay, four thirty nine. All right, we're at four thirty eight. Here it comes, four forty. Who was he giving a? Was he giving a thumbs up there? Who was he giving a thumbs up to? Was it Bobby or somebody in the crowd? I'm gonna give you one guess. <laughs> somebody in the crowd. Come on, it's Stan Lane, bro. Somebody got a thumbs up their butt later. <laughs> That's. <laughs> What else you got from it? I already played the, the the. I made a comment on the video version on Patreon when he was uh, when he well when he was dong dancing. <laughs> I was just. I'll wait till he gets there in here in a minute. So, uh, does anybody love performing in the studio more than Stan? Of all the names, maybe Ric Flair. Because Rick's always kind of talking about the the honey, like he says, hey, like he's all, you know, how Flair is cutting his promo. He go, honey, and he's he's always pointing out the women. But you know, that's two peas in the same pod when you're talking about Rick and Stan. So there you have it. 
Yeah. So Bob Cook, Bob Cook is the one not wearing the mask, correct? You're correct. Yeah. Bob Cook looks like the kind of guy that would call you a pussy for not wearing a mask if you were wearing a mask. Okay. <sighs> I'm just saying. He bumps is good, I'll tell you that much. He's all right. Yeah, he's not a... Look at him. He's flying back. That's good bump, well, man. Yeah, he's and then selling the that team, good. Bobby even Bobby Eaton punches him, and he 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 sells it. He, he kind of missed this, doesn't he? Uh, Stan got him across the back when he there well, he is. Look at him wiggling. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't miss that. <laughs> Stan wiggling, dong dancing. <laughs> uh, they did uh, a different finish than their normal finish, but man, they're on it. They're looking good. Uh, uh, they got a hot feud about to tip off. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Not express. <laughs> With the 1989 midnight. I got express. a better. I got a better question. What's going right for them lately in terms of like just anything? You shouldn't ask what can go wrong because they're about to take a hiatus from the promotion and go to Continental for a little. Who's going to be left? Uh, they'll be. They, they, they'll be. Does these go The show takes a turn when they leave the studio. I keep saying it. You're going to see exactly what I mean. The turn that it takes is very hard to describe. Means, uh, you know what that means, right? I need to get Silva full time and you're gone. If, if you guys think you have what it takes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Uh, what, were you talking about the, what were you talking about the other day? You were like, you know, eventually we're going to get to the attitude era. Well, no, I was... The point I was making was, I'm like, all right, so we're 1989 right now, right? So let's say this show continues and we're here a decade from now. Like a decade from now, we are still doing this. You're in 1989 WCW at that point. So, I mean, you're you're actually gotten past the good stuff with the NWO and you're now into late 90s and... My point was, if that's 10 years from now, that's 2030. You're essentially covering classic wrestling for some kid that was the same age we were at this time. So am I making sense? You're, you're actually, if we kept going and with the Nitros at that point, all of a sudden now, we're not only covering it for people who are our age, but we're covering it for people who may not even been born in 89. Like the eight, nine-year-olds who are watching the Monday Night Wars. Like it's a whole new audience, in my opinion. That was the point I was trying to make. So what you're saying is we're never going to die? Well, I mean, I'm not saying that, but I hope I make it another 10 years, brother. It's not in the plans to pass away, of course. I mean, you know. But if it if it gets in the plans, can we do it together? Oh, I don't know. Benoit style. I'll choke you out, you choke me out, we'll end it we'll end at the same time. And on that note, let's go to the Midnight Express promo because this is some good stuff here. They're gonna give us a really good promo right here. Here it is. This is after they defeat Bob Cook and the Raider. And all due respect to your great athletic ability, Jimmy, they've really got their work cut out for them with these Samoans. I think there's a few differences between the Midnight Express and Samoans, understand? You know, Jim, the difference between the Samoans and the Midnight Express, when they're on the beach, they're climbing palm trees, shaking coconuts out of them. When we're on the beach, 
We're sipping pina coladas out of those same coconuts. When they're on the beach, they're rubbing sticks together to form a fire to boil some guy's head. And we're rubbing suntan all on some bronze bathing beauty like these pretty girls right out here, right, Jim? <laughs> you know some Polly, dangerously, you want to be like me so bad, you go out, you get yourself an interview segment. You get yourself a bodyguard like I used to have. Jack Victory could not guard the sugar bowl at a tea party. <laughs> then you go out and you think to keep the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette away from that scrawny little pencil neck of yours. You go out and you get the Samoans. They're big, rough, tough, they're man-eaters, they're cannibals. Well, let me tell you something right now, Polly. No two bearded, frizzy-headed geeks from Gilligan's Island are gonna coast over here on a raft through the Pacific Ocean and get in the ring with the Midnight Express, beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan in the National Wrestling Alliance and do anything but go down to defeat. We beat all the best teams and I don't care if we can keep the smallest maybe from trying to chew on our fingers or bite on our legs. I hope Polly feeds them. If not, I'll bring some fish heads to ringside so they won't be hungry. And if they've had their shots, and Polly, the Samoans are going down to defeat. And beautiful Bobby Sweet Stan and Jim Cornette are going to be knocking on your front door. And we're going to have the back door bolted so you can't run and hide. Let's talk about Stan, Doc. How good was that? I mean, <laughs> he's getting a Rolex. <laughs> you can't do that today. But we didn't know. I mean, we kind of knew where Samoa was. But I mean, my wrestling experience told me that. The whole island was made up of nothing but savages. Dude, I'm, I mean, look, my wrestling experience told me that, but by this point I was halfway educated on it. I knew, I knew where Samoa was, but I also had in my mind, you know, I grew up with often seek of the wild Samoans in mid South. So for me, when Stan says that at this point, I'm like, Oh my God. And it, honestly, it wasn't, the, the line about they're shaking coconuts out of a palm tree, even though that one actually sounds really bad now. It sounds worse now, obviously, than it did then. The one that got me was when they started talking about uh, they're uh, on the beach rubbing sticks together to start a fire to boil some guy's head. <laughs> Jesus mm. Christ. Uh, but Stan was great because Stan's just talking about, you know, we're, we're, we're sipping on pina colada out of those same coconuts they're shaking out of a tree. I just thought Stan was so good, just so smug there. And here's he the was, funny. and he was. But what he did that was so great was, other, he drew the line about, look, we're, these guys are savages and we're not. You know, if we were out on the beach, we're living a different life than these guys. Yeah, basically, he there, said they're over there doing savage stuff, and we're over here sipping drinks and feeling titties. Basically, what he said is they're too dumb to realize, you know, while you're on a beach, you're trying to get laid and not shake coconuts out of a tree and boil a guy's head. I just. Stan was and, great there. Yeah. That was good stuff. What else you got from it, Doc? No, I think Corny's good. And it's like. They're the ones that are still trying to push this as being serious here. They're they're locked in. Yeah, they, they really are. So, uh, and again, they're, they're professionals, Corny, Stan, Bobby, they, they're as professional as it gets and you expect nothing else from them. Iron Sheik then defeats George South, Sheiky baby. Doc, any thoughts on the Sheik and, and George well, South? Well, have you worked up your Iron Sheik <laughs> speaking Spanish impersonation this week? 
<laughs> Speaking Spanish, what are you talking about? <laughs> we talked about that last week. No, no, we didn't talk about that. Well, we did, but that that's definitely not going to happen, okay? Well, we joined this match in progress. I chic. I fuck George Shuth up the ass. He well, take come on. Mom, he take what well, I don't mean I no, doc, doc, you have to understand. I chic. I don't mean it literally. I mean it figuratively, okay? I chic. I bust uh, his ass and then I go bang his woman. George South just hit him in the gut. I can't decide if Sheik's going to throw up or if George South is going to break his hand. Sheik's gut is rock hard. That's the thing that about thing, it. It ain't flabby. That thing is just... <laughs> and he's flexing. He's flexing, Doc. <laughs> that thing is just... He is like eight pounds of sausage in a seven and a half pound casing, you know? <laughs> he's flexing with that belly. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah. I you know, back in the in the nineties, we'd watch Nitro and be like, "Man, Luger got bigger this week, or Scott Steiner got bigger this week." But I swear, Sheik's stomach is bigger than last week's. <laughs> I think it's huge. Uh, it's a dude. He's been living. His actually arms don't look bad, but he it, it looks that terrible stomach because of his is. Gut. Yeah, his, and it's it's like I said, it's like a rock hard gut. It's pretty damn amazing uh, when you think about it. Anyway, okay, so hold on, I need to see something real quick. I need to know how old the Iron Sheik is here. You go ahead and do that, and then I'll mention um, what's coming up next. Well, I'm listening. Hold on, I'm looking at my notes. Oh. You know, George South is pretty awesome here, but he's even even he can't help Sheik really get over. Um, Sheik is older than you think, I think. Tell me how old he is. Well, what day is this? Sheik March will be 11. turning 47 four days from then. I would have said 45. That does not okay. surprise me. Look at that gun. <laughs> Damn. Damn. That is beer drinking, Sheik. I seek it no matter if I have big gut, Doc. I still break the broad back and humble her as I bend her over. Okay, Doc? I seek big gut don't have give me no problem. The only thing I have to be careful of with big gut, Doc, is I cannot bang Smoky Mountain Broad because Smoky Mountain Broad have big gut too. So I got to get skinny broad. Skinny broad. To bang. Okay, Doc? Now watch your wife next time she around chic. I chic. I take them off from that you. That fool is 78 years old now. And he's a clown, and it's great. He's not running that. that I don't know, dude. I think that might be him on Twitter. Okay. So, after Sheik defeats George South, we go to the danger zone. My notes here are Michael Hayes is Lex Luger's hype man and Hayes is trying to get Luger to take his shirt off and Hayes is wearing me out and Hayes is going to wear me out in 1989 on commentary. You'll see what I'm talking about. He's just ridiculous. It's over the top. Um, Hayes gets mad at Paul Lee when Paul Lee says, uh, is Lex the new free bird? And then Hayes says, uh, he's a free bird. Everyone else is out of their mind. And then at the end, Lex finally does start flexing under the lights and he's sweating like a mule. Um, I don't know, Doc. I didn't. Michael Hayes just wore me out on this thing. What did you think? 
What is Lex wearing there? Like a old tracksuit gimmick. Yeah. It's kind of blending into the background, though. This promo... Here's why I hated this. Hayes made it about him and it wasn't about Lex as the champion. Well, I thought Lex was pretty boring until Michael Hayes came in. I did pop when Michael Hayes unzipped Luger's jacket to show the muscles. I mean, if we're going to talk about other things groups of guys don't do. Yeah, I'm not unzipping anything on you. I'm sorry. I chic, chic unzip the chic. <laughs> what? What? What's wrong with unzipping? I mean, what if I couldn't reach it? You know, like you know. Wouldn't it be different if, if, you ha- if you didn't if you didn't have my me? arms or something? I'd unzip yeah. it for you, but <laughs> like an alligator, that, like an alligator, like chewed off my arm or something. You'd 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 help me out. I mean, if you look like the T Rex or something, maybe. I... Yeah, my little arms can't reach. I'm swinging them, <laughs> and they won't reach the zipper, and I'm like, and then I get tired, fall over, but. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna go to hell for what I'm about to tell you. Oh no! I was on a cruise one time, and I saw one of them dudes with the little arms, and I did really, th- I did really think, man, how does he take his pants off when he's got to do the bathroom? Well, th- maybe they have like a stick. <laughs> what? You know, like a like you know, you can get those sticks to like reach stuff on higher shelves and stuff. Why can't you just get a stick to kind of help you, like an extender for your arms? I don't know, dude. The dude had like some cargos on. And he was trying to get to his shorts, and he was struggling. Man, what's wrong? <laughs> I'm not. No, I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I feel bad for that guy. He can't reach his wallet or whatever he's trying to get right now. And, and, then, she was, and, you, and you've been guzzling Henny all day. And she's like, shut up. You're not talking as quiet as you think you are. Nah, nah. Let me tell you something. Whenever I see people that are like handicapped or have trouble. with You them, run over and kick them. I know. I'm the first one to actually walk up to them and say, hey, man, you need some help? Man, it, the biggest problem Michael Hayes has here in this promo is all that acid-washed denim. God it's ridiculous. Man. He's over the top. Like I was like, dude, is this a Hayes promo or a Luger promo? Who cares? You're going to hate when Michael Hayes gets on commentary with JR. Because he is over. It's just constant yelling. <sighs> but that's all Michael Hayes does, isn't it? No. Like, I don't remember him being like that in UWF with JR. He he was no. more subdued. Like, he would throw out the zingers, but it wasn't just the constant yelling and getting himself over. It just, it just, it wear you out after a while. But anyway, uh, I don't have anything else from the Danger Zone this week. I thought it was very, very terrible. I didn't think it was very good either. Paulie did call women broads during this, so that's always fun. That's nice, Doc. What? You can't do that. I like things that you can't do anymore. You mean like Michael the, Hayes I'll, and JYD? I want the oh, good no, old Oh, no. We don't need no Toyota. I want, I'm, I, want, I want to, you know, we're here to keep wrestling great, right? I just don't know how you're supposed to do wrestling nowadays without trying to offend someone. That's and, my... And here's the other thing. Wouldn't it be easier than Ever that in any point in the last forty years to offend everybody and really draw yes. some money? Yes. 
I don't get it. I, I don't. I mean, they do it in movies. They do it in cable television shows. They feed stereotypes. That's like part of it. Like, that's how you build heels in a movie. And not all the time. I mean, but like certain movies, like, you know, somebody does something in a heelish way. I, I just feel like I don't know how you're supposed to do wrestling without that. I don't. I will never understand that. Well, because here's here's where you're 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 messed up and you're always going to be disappointed. They're not doing wrestling, pal. They're doing they're doing skits. They're doing routines. Even more reason why you need to offend somebody. Right. These motherfuckers are out there doing Lucha Libre gymnastics events. They ain't wrestling. Well, speaking of wrestling, yeah. we go to the next match. We get Mike Rotunda, who defeats Cougar J with a submission victory. All I'm going to say about this is that damn fishbowl is stupid. Unless you're going to crack it. that I don't remember, because remember, I'm not watching here. That fishbowl needs to be shattered over somebody's head soon. I don't think you can do that, Doc. <laughs> well, you can't in my wrestling promotion. <laughs> it's good. Um... F-U-W. Fuck you, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> it might not feel good if you uh, shatter a fishbowl. <laughs> all, all heat, all the time. <laughs> We're hot shotting everything every time. <laughs> we made it four minutes and 38 seconds into our first episode and we were yanked off the air. Can we you had, imagine? We had a girl we had a girl take a shit, get, get fucked in the butt, and Oh stop. What? What is wrong with you? I'm just I'm just telling you how I would promote wrestling. Uh, well, let's go to your favorite wrestler of all time, Ric Flair. He's got something to say. He's also is he your is he your later. favorite wrestler of all time too? That's so hard to say. It's really definitely, not. He's, he's the best de- of all time. Definitely one of my favorite promos of all time, for sure. But he's not as good as Bret Hart for you, right? Why would you say that? You love Bret Hart. I don't know if I love Bret Hart. I like Bret Hart. I oh. think he gets a bad rap for Well he screwed he screwed himself. Of course, if you listen to that nonsense, but I mean Shawn Michaels was the bigger prick of a two. My opinion. That is. Okay. Well let's, let's hear what to, Rick has to say. Yeah, let's go to Ric Flair here, see what he's got to say. We promised here with a nature boy, Ric Flair, former world's heavyweight champion, who last week on the program told us in the danger zone with Paulie Danger said that he had the magic word in you. And listen to these morons out here. Yeah, the word is former, but on a very momentary basis. And you know what you don't like about me? And I'm talking to you morons too, as you know that Ric Flair won't rest until he has that title around his waist again. Now let me say something that really gets my craw. To see Lex Luger walk out here, the big blonde Adonis that he has proclaimed himself to be wearing that U.S. title. You know, there was a time when I was the U.S. champion, and that title meant everything in the world to me. And you know what, Luger? Just out of spite, just out of dislike for you, 
before I beat Steamboat, I'm gonna beat you. Just to shut that big moth ears up. The name, woo, is Ric Flair. And wrestling's the game, bottom line. Whether you like it or don't like it, title or no title, Hero and I just happen to be a couple of kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing, limousine-riding, jet-flying, woo, son of a guns that are going to be the holder of the U.S. title and the world's heavyweight championship. And in about 10 minutes, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to make a statement to the wrestling world as only the champ can do. Woo! We will see the former champion in action fans. And Doc, thoughts on Ric Flair right there? He's going to cut another one later. I can't explain. Well, I'm going to try, I guess, because that's why we're here. I didn't like this. All right. I don't like him talking about going after the U.S. title. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well... I like him not being there singularly. Right now, so. I mean, and even if it was just something to say, I want him singularly focused on the one thing. It should. I mean, I can't sleep. I can't eat. I, I don't have my baby. You know that kind of focus. Not oh, I'm going to go over here just because I think I want to put it to you and and take your U.S. title. He's got a guy for that. His name is Barry Wyndham. I think it's because Steamboat's quote unquote traveling and. In the meantime, he's going to keep himself busy, and he's going to go take Luger's belt. Okay. I don't like it. All right. Well, I mean, that's the logic behind it, but uh, what else you thought? He's trying real hard to get the people. Oh, no, I don't know about real hard. But, you know, we've seen over the last couple of years, people want to cheer Rick. Steamboat can't be the heel, so he's calling people morons out there to try to, you know, Establish that he's the heel. Yeah, we've talked about how so UI and Silver talked about how you know Steamboat wasn't doing any favors with all bringing Bonnie and the baby out, and here's Rick with all the women. Everybody's like, "Well, I don't be like Rick. He's got all the women. Heck with this family man stuff." Why do I want a kid, man? That shit'll just eat up my free time and all my money. <laughs> yeah. So will these broads, but at least I'll get my rocks off. Oh, it's nice. What? Well, we, we go to the next match. Sting Why defeats... would you have the broads around if you're not going to get your rocks off? That's a big thing, too. You might as well have some kids. Cafe, brother, this is an open channel. <laughs> I seek this open channel, Doc. We can't talk open. I the can't, only, but the only, you. the only person who's out there doing any nefarious sexual activity outside of the bounds during a pandemic is your boy Harper. <laughs> it might be where he's at tonight. <laughs> I told so Mrs. Duck that Harper found a love only guy I know that found a love connection in the middle of a global pandemic. Jeez. <laughs> Bruh. That's a whole episode in itself. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh Sting defeats Julio Barrera. Doc thoughts? Anything? Uh can I get thirty three thirty for uh another five star classic? I already know what you're talking about here. You're talking right about the here. drop kick? Yep. Out the ring? Where Sting misses? How far do you think he missed him by? He didn't miss him by much, but it's very obvious he didn't even touch him. 
And Barrera sold it. He flew out the ring over the top rope. Well, what's he? Okay, so what's he supposed to do there? Um, sideswipe him, act like you know, and not sell it, and then come back over to Sting, have Sting do something to him to where Sting gets control, and then they 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 go for it a second time. Okay, that's one way to do it. Okay, it, but it, not what he did. Well, and I'm not saying uh, Barrera did it, did the wrong thing there because you know obviously he's he's an enhancement talent and I and I'm sure he doesn't want to piss anybody off in the back so he just was like screw it let me just let me just act like it caught me and I'll and I'll fly over. That's what I was thinking, but I just wanted to you know industry insider. I want to make no, sure we're. I know I don't never claim that. That's just my two cents, but you know I'm sure other people would agree or disagree. Okay. Sting cuts a promo after this thing that's not good. I ain't playing it. He doesn't even scream. All he says, peace, love, and rock and roll, dudes. Jesus Christ, I wrote that down, too. What a fuck. God. I mean, I, I here's the thing. I actually like playing Sting promos when they're, like, pathetic. Like, when he does a scream and says something dumb. Like, I think it's funny. But when he does this stuff where it's just... There's he's no wa- he's wandering right now. There you go. You just see saying it right there. Peace, love, and rock and roll, dudes. Cowabunga, bro. I was like, uh, okay. Tell me, tell me, what's the big deal? I'm still well, waiting. The big deal is if you remember when he worked with Flair a year ago at the Clash. Um, here's something else. Remember you and I were arguing and you were like, why are they going to put the rocket strap on this guy? What are they going to put the rocket on this guy's back for? And I'm like, Doc, they're not. It's going to be a few years before he even wins a title. It's even going to be longer before he becomes world champion. He did not step into this promotion and all of a sudden was the, was the man. And you were like, whatever, whatever. Bruh, we're still a ways away from him winning the world title. He hasn't even won his first title yet. Well, there's a reason. Well, he's he's getting close to winning his first title. I don't know if I should say that, but I I won't tell you how or when, but it's coming. It's not far off. Okay. On that note, Ric Flair's in the studio wrestling. Always this, a treat. This may be Rick's last studio match because they're gonna leave the studio April eighth. You need to I'm, stop saying that. I wonder if he's got any more. This this we'll have to track it. This may be Ric Flair's last studio match, and it's against Greg Evans. Flair, seven minutes to beat this guy. He beat him with a figure four. Doc, any thoughts? Why does it take seven minutes to get this job done? (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. I put that in my notes, too. I was like, why didn't it take him seven minutes to finally beat this guy? But, you know, what what are you going to say? Um... I had a thought, and I wanted to ask you. Do you think Greg Evans is a relative novice to the business? Um, hard to tell overall. I mean, he doesn't look... Yeah, he probably is. He doesn't look horrible, but he's definitely not seasoned. Well, and here's the reason I ask. He looked raw to me. He looked green to me. Not bad, just green. And I was just wondering, 
why they didn't give George South to Rick in that Rick, environment. Because Rick would have went out there and did a 25-minute match. True. Yeah, like the longer <laughs> the longer I wrestle, the 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 more I don't have to go home. And he's done it before with George South. Uh, he gets in a studio match and they're for twenty minutes. <laughs> the chops George... were the chops were pretty vicious. Oh yeah, but that's always. It doesn't matter if it's an enhancement talent or not. I mean, it's. I mean, look, look at him and Ronnie Garvin, December of '85. That's all we can say there. In the studio, just killing each other. Now, I had a note on here, but I can't remember why. And it said, what is Greg Evans thinking? Did he do something crazy in this match? No, why? I don't know. I don't remember. My note just says, what is Greg Evans thinking? No, I don't think he did anything crazy. Okay. Like to, like to piss Flair off or something? I don't know. It's the only note I wrote. Uh-uh, I don't think he did any cra- anything crazy. I thought he did all right. I mean, he's he's definitely young. I mean, he definitely been a seasoned person in there, but he's fine. Okay. Anything else from it? Uh, always good to see the champ. Well, he's not the champ, but you know what I mean. By the way, he wins with a figure four, and there was a few years ago you said, Rick never won a match with a figure four. No, I called it one of the top five finishing moves, and you and Harper said he never won with that, and I said That's he sure true. did. Roll tape back. That's not true. What? You heard me. You heard me right the first five times. No need to say what. That's. No need for what. There's no need for the what. Steve Austin is not here. What? What? No. You ain't going to do that. Okay. Flair wins. Let's go to Flair's promo after his match. For heavyweight champion of the world with a. With a brutal. A brutal attack on a, on a youngster. Huh? That's the way you and I used to do it, pal. You understood what it was to be a man. He found out. This is a man right here. He pays the price. Now, all oh, ain't Luger. It's not Steamboat. It's Nature Boy. Bring that camera over here, Jackie. It could be you and I tonight, baby. Here's Hot Stands. I'm walking out here, and you know. Pride and honor and wealth and family are all institutions that we love and admire and cherish. You got eyes for me, don't you, baby? I don't blame you. But the bottom line is, right now, there's two people in my target zone. And you can ask roughly 5,000 women across this world what it's like to be in my target zone. I always get what I want. Woo! Bottom line. So Luger, yeah Luger, you big blonde Adonis, you're first. If Barry Wyndham doesn't get you, I'm gonna get you. If the Varsity Club doesn't get you, I'm gonna get you. Bottom line Luger, and then Steamboat, you know where Steamboat is? Where? He's in Japan making a hundred thousand dollars on my money. He's back today. He arrives back today. He's back. He's back. And Steamboat, you know, in a very few short hours, you gotta look 
your maker in the eye. You gotta walk that aisle, Steamboat, and you, as the world champion, have got to beat the man. Believe it, like you don't like it, but you know it, your wife knows it, your neighbors know it, Ted Turner knows it, Jim Ross knows it, Hero knows it, Magnum knows it, now Steamboat, you have got to walk the aisle and beat the man. And believe me, pal, that's no cakewalk. We've never seen him any more physical than right here in this studio. He's right hours away from a showdown. And fans down Well, it was nice of Ric Flair to put over Magnum before the promo started. Um, and then Rick sent the flair at the girl in the crowd when he said, You got eyes for me, baby. That man, he was getting some later. Uh, Doc, your thoughts on this rather good promo? See, I thought this was the promo that he should have cut first and said, He's ma- I love the he's over there making a hundred thousand dollars of my money, and then I'm getting ready to go take it out on this kid's ass. And he should have gone in there and whooped Greg Evans in two or three minutes and said, you know, I would have set that up a little differently, but hey, you know, um He's just Ric Flair, but you would have t- <laughs> I would I would have well, I would have put him in a better position, is what I'm saying. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just be okay with the way Ric Flair handled it. Rick, That's we're gonna enough. we're gonna do this for you tonight, okay, pal? That's how that would have gone. <laughs> sure, it would have. Keep going. So I guess he's I guess he's talking to Jackie Crockett there, right? Why would you say that? Explain. Because he said something about Jackie on the camera at the beginning. Ah. <sighs> I must have missed it. Oh. Sorry. Can't catch it everything. You're not real good at this, are you? I was trying to what? look up the title defenses and see <laughs> That's if... That's why you wanted me to talk. You, you're you trying to look something up. Yeah, you're so terrible. Okay, so... Well, I, was hoping that you could, I was hoping that you could help me out there. I thought that was a phenomenal promo. It was great. He's he's thrown himself into the running now for a Rolex. Oh, no, I thought it was tremendous. Like I said, um, if you, you want me to help you out, I mean, like, his the first thing he said about Magnum I thought was great when he walked over to him, kind of put him over. I thought that was cool. And then, again, he's sending a flare over at the girl in the crowd, and, and he flat out tells her, you got eyes for me, baby. That basically meant, um, yeah, we hooking up later. Uh, and um, I like how Rick made it seem he was angry that Steamboat was over in Japan with the title where Flair should have been over there making that money. I, I thought that was an excellent part of the promo in itself. I thought that was. A, oh, yeah. I can't. Thought get that this was fucking, great. I can't get this fucking website to work right. The link might be dead. This it's the one that has all the, the title defenses for the NWA by day. Oh, and it's not coming up. Man, these GeoCities websites that these fucking wrestling nerds make are fucking <laughs> impenetrable. Impenetrable. You can't you can't get in there to get the information out because this shit's fucking like Chinese Imp- finger lock. Impenetrable and impregnable. <laughs> 
My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. I want his heart. I want to eat his. Uh, I want his heart. I want to eat his children. Is that the okay. greatest promo ever, dude? I mean, re- <laughs> really? <laughs> I will never forget watching that live. I mean, <laughs> I was with my good friend, who still lives in New Orleans, and he is he is a big time wrestling fan. He is a huge wrestling fan from Mid-South to Crockett Promotions to when it became WCW to the Monday Night Wars. He is a huge wrestling fan. And when we were when we watched that fight and Mike Tyson said, my, my style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. I want to take his heart and eat his children. I'm ferocious like a lion. Me and my buddy looked at each other like... What the hell did he smoke before that? And that was like a wrestling promo. Like we we thought, you know how to, you know how people sometimes click out for a second and they just start speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we thought. Like, like he just clicked out. He's out of his mind. Oh, bro, Tyson was awesome when he said that. I mean, that was an amazing promo, and. and the other thing I'll say about Rick on the way out there was, you know how many guys we've watched wrestle seven minute matches and then get up there and huff and puff and can't talk and have to stop and grab their knee and bend over and catch their breath. And Rick's just making passes and lamenting lost money and telling steamboat that it, it's his belt. Tim Warner. I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm glad that you did. Well, you know, tell me, Tim, look, we're not joking. Tim would work a two, three, four-minute match, and he'd come to the podium, and he would be, well, That bridge will wear you out, pal. Dude. <laughs> you get winded getting into that position and then getting out. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on um, Rick there? That was a great promo. No, it really was. It was good stuff. Barry Windham defeats Yater Gilmore with a superplex. Any thoughts on that, Doc? Yater Gilmore looks like a cop. Mm, I won't say that, but Barry dominated him. Son, where you been? Where you? Can I, I might have to ask where you're. Where you had? Where you coming from? Son, you got a panty on your head. Even though that wasn't a cop that said that. By the way, if anybody out there is wondering. Uh, Hopper has never replied to my text message, so I have no clue where he's at. And actually, I'm starting to worry a little because uh, he usually will respond. So it's just like that episode of uh, Raw where they were putting over Ben Wand, and they realized about 15 minutes before they went off the air that he, you know, we were like making fun of him, and now we got to start eulogizing him. No, because I doubt that Hopper. Pull the Benoit. Oh. That's why I'll say no to that. I explained Benoit to my uh, kid the other day. Wow, okay. Yeah. It's interesting. We had some interesting conversations after that. Yeah, I can't imagine trying to explain Benoit to a uh, eight-year-old. Yeah, he's he doesn't think Benoit's a bad guy. Until I said, well, what if I killed you? Would I be a bad guy? And he goes, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, then Benoit's a bad guy. And he goes, oh. I see. Um, he, goes, but right. you don't jump, he goes, but you don't jump off the top rope and headbutt people. And I was like, well, that's fair. Yeah, I don't. 
This kid's really been um binging the network, huh? Bruh, he he's got five <laughs> This is no bullshit. He's got five hours of wrestling themes loaded on his iPad. Wow. Yeah, he wants to come on the show and have you play themes and him see how fast he can tell you who what they are. And what do you think about that? Um, I have some reservations on multiple fronts. <laughs> uh, can you imagine his friends discovering him telling his friends, I was on my dad's podcast and then them pulling this up and not necessarily pulling up that episode, but pulling up other episodes. Yeah. And, um, that might not go over well. Well, and I also don't know that we could play the songs. <laughs> but man, I mean, he knows like, I mean, you play Tyson Kidd within three seconds, he'd say that's Tyson Kidd. Good kid. Good kid. He's yeah. uh, every chance he can, he tries to put it on the network. So yeah, he's he's really leaning into wrestling here. And man, we've been watching some documentaries like The Undertaker and the Ric Flair stuff, and it's like, man, they walk straight up to that line of kayfabe, and it's like, <sighs> yeah, you got to watch not, him with that. That's I'm like, he's not gonna ask any questions, but in another year, he's gonna ask questions about this shit. Come on, Vince. Oh yeah, I think mine figured it out by the age of nine or ten. He was like, ah, so this is some phony shit. <laughs> um. And let me tell you that 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 was the first step in him not wanting to watch anymore. Well, yeah. As, besides the fact that it was three hours too long. Well, every yeah. Monday night, but you know. All right, so um, we keep going. Barry Windham cuts a promo. It's very quick. Um, Barry with the the five o'clock shadow is is really good. It's sleazy, a slimy, very heelish look. I love it. Uh, Barry called Lex Pally and promised to bring to I'm sorry bring bada bing bring back the belt to his waist the U.S. title that is Doc. Do you have any thoughts on Barry? He also called Magnum Terry Allen. Yeah, but I mean that was kind of well known. I know, but I mean I just he's out there being real with folks. Oh yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. And so, then and then he had a line. He goes, "This wrist is whatever I want it to be." Yeah, that, that was, was good. a great. That was a great line. Yeah, that was yeah, that was good. Um, I'm gonna play this next one. Unless you've got anything else from Barry right there. Anything else? No, I just want to see my girl. Hey, I know where Harper is. I Trying bet you he's having Missy? a. I bet she's having a conjugal with Sonny. Oh my god. Do we really want to talk about that right now? Doc, he's taking a sip. Of, he's taking a sip of moonshine over there. Moonshine, yeah. <coughs> Man, that Why happened to me a couple of weeks ago when I started coughing because the water went down wrong. You made fun of me, so go ahead and try to talk while you're coughing. No, I'm jackass. good. But why do people drink moonshine? Hmm. Mm, that's right. I prefer my yeah, Hennessy. Missy, 
Well. Sonny is back in jail. Sonny is back in jail, man. Why? How how are you going to get thrown in jail in a quarantine? Come on, Sonny. I wonder if I wonder if she posted I wonder if she got out and is now just waiting on a court date, but she'll be right back in. Maybe she misses the three hots and a cut. Dude, I don't like judging people, but she's got a problem. I mean, this is like seven times now, man. That's a lot. At some point, it ain't the authorities, it's you. And I feel like that's where we're at with Sonny. So anybody out there who's on their OnlyFans, we got a couple of, of people in the Facebook group. I'm almost certain they're a member of her OnlyFans page where she posts all her um, exotic photos and videos. Um, I hope you get your money's worth because I got a feeling there ain't going to be no new content up coming up shortly, and I'll leave it at that. Um I'm less optimistic every single time Sonny gets out of jail that we're ever going to get her on the show, and I'll leave it at that. All right, Doc, let's go to Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner. Sonny, get well, please. Let's go to Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner and see what they got to say. Here it is. Welcome back, fans, to World Championship Wrestling. And big event right here tomorrow night in the Omni. You can bet the first family of wrestling will be there. And Eddie, we've seen a lot of money out of him. Sheik came out, and he's going to put $20,000 on the line for anybody can do those clubs. $20,000? Get our man here to he work on that. anything. And also, there's $10,000 for this television championship. Jim, you know, I was sitting back here a while ago thinking. Hey, I already beat with, I already beat Goofy. I, I wrestled him in Chicago, and I put him to sleep, and he wake up, and he's a champion. Now, who, who beat who? Well, he got the belt. <laughs> and he gave it to him. Well, you can get it back. If you get it back this time, it's for 10000 bucks too. That's a lot of money, you know. What are you going to do with $10,000? I don't have $10,000. You can win it, too. I'm not going to wrestle. Yeah. Anyway, what I was going to ask you was, how long have you known me? A long time. A long time. Back there a while ago, I was thinking, it's been 10 years, Jim, since you and I have known each other. 1979, we met each other for the first time. Now, since that time till now, you've seen me be the most rottenest, Dirtiest scandal some of the times of my career of anybody else. And for Kevin Sullivan to come out here and tell all these sweet, innocent people over here that he's going to put $10,000 up and that hot stuff Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner can't take it away from you? Nobody tells me what to do. That's the reason why I've been running out of everywhere I've wrestled because I don't listen to anybody. You don't tell me what I can or cannot do. On any given day, I'll unleash this pit bulldog on you, Sullivan, and you won't be around anymore. And you better tell that pit whip might return to yours if he wants to step in the ring with a real champion and finally prove to the people that he's a real world television champion. Tell him any time to step in the ring with Rick Steiner or any part of the first family. I don't think I have anything else to prove but one thing. I want to tell you something. I want to make this promise to you now. I left you once before and Kelvin Sullivan took over where I left off, but he did something to your mind. He did something to you that nobody else has ever done. But I want to make a promise to you It'll never happen again, and you're never going to get out of my eyesight this time, Steiner. We're here to stay this time. All right, there you're here. 10000 bucks, a lot of money, my boy. I might be with it. I don't know. I think you can. Well, you think about it. You go think about it. And fans, while he's thinking about it, the Varsity Club will be in tag team. Dude, I don't know if I have more. 
Eddie Gilbert was purple during that promo. Did you catch that? Yeah, he got worked up there. Yeah. Like, he was going off like he was a bit of a loose cannon, which was great because it seemed believable. But what made it so believable, you can't see this through, obviously, the audio. If you're a Patreon member, go look at it on our Patreon feed. His face was purple. Like, he was worked up, man. And that was my main note. He was, he was, the visual was was stunning. He's just not as good as a baby face, though. I mean, he's a shitheel. I agree. Oh, Jesus Christ. Tell the people why you're saying Jesus Christ right now. It looks like you. What looks like me? Tell the people what Ra- you're talking about. Ranger Ross. Explain why you're saying that. Ranger Ross is on TV. Ranger Ross isn't on TV. What it is is the Varsity Club of uh, Spivey and Sullivan are out there wrestling. Hell, I don't even have the note. Uh, Morgan someone and Mike Thor. Mike and Thor, the, dude. And there's a picture-in-picture picture of Ranger Ross at the mm-hmm. top left of the screen during the during the match, uh, cutting mm-hmm. an inset promo. Doc, um, since since you don't have any other thoughts on Eddie Gilbert, uh, Eddie Eddie was great there. I mean, I know you're saying he's not as good as a as a babyface, but I thought he was still great there. And so, and Steiner made me laugh. Uh, any thoughts on the Varsity Club, Spivey and Sullivan defeating uh, or defeating these guys here? Spivey is terrible, but he does throw a couple of power bombs in there. That's not something you're seeing in '89. He's he's passable in the ring. The problem is what we're about to hear in a second in this promo. Yeah. Um, but they win because there was never that was never in doubt. Any other thoughts on that match? Uh, Ranger Ross is not going to do anything for anybody. <laughs> Remember when they brought in Blackhawk? He's he's got some he's got some. I guess I'll call him pretty much semi high profile matches. Ranger Ross, really? Matches. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, like he's gonna be in a world title hunt. I'm not saying that, but there's some other stuff he does. All right. Yeah. Let's Can't wait. Going. I know. Uh so then we go to the next match, which is Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner. They defeat Trent Knight and Max Miles. Steiner does an over the be- does a belly to belly um with one of the guys. I can't remember which one. And, man, it was the finish, and it was nice. Uh, Doc, do you have any thoughts on uh, Steiner and them there? Can you give me 62.07? All right, that's uh, 61. Watch Missy. 62. Um, yeah, she reacted to that because she was. She, that popped her. Yeah. She Go liked ahead. that suplex. She liked that suplex, man. He didn't clear yeah. by much. He didn't clear by much. He beat, but he cleared. He cleared. Uh, any other thoughts on the match? Steiner's like the new Rick Ron Garvin. He's the closest we've got to like. I've just decided for no good reason in this match, 
that I'm going to stretch and beat the piss out of you. Like, I think Rotunda could do it, too. Rotunda's just not going to. Um, yeah, I think you might be on to something there. Um, Stunner's just a complete mess in a great way. Look, that's the finish. Watch it. Watch it. Look at this shit. God, man. He just barely makes it over. Well, that wasn't a finish. That was actually a replay of the first move. The first overhead belly to belly. And Missy was like, wow. That was incredible, man. That was something else, that move. Look at Um, the guy out on the the apron. He's like, I'm sure glad that shit wasn't me. Yes, sir. All right, let's go to the Varsity Club after their match um, that they that they won a little while ago. Dan Spivey, oh my God! Back here, ladies and gentlemen, the World Championship Wrestling. And have you guys forgotten how to pin somebody? It's the second week in a row you hear people screaming in pain and giving up. It's music to the Varsity Club's ears, and I want everybody at home to mark this date down on their calendar. You see, he did it. He did what he said. He came out here with $10,000 of the Varsity Club's money. My money, too. Yeah, it's your money, too, Mike's because Mike. Mike's the captain of the team. It is, it is your money. Mike, the captain Mike. Tell him, Mike. Mike. You know something? I put up the money for a reason, Jim Ross, because these guys install confidence in me. And Varsity Club runs on confidence. If we weren't confident athletes, we would have never achieved what we did in the amateur world. And now we're out to prove it in professional wrestling that the varsity club is elite and we will go down in history as being so. I'm sure I'm sure Vince Dooley's not real proud of you right now, big man. Who cares about Vince Dooley? He's on his way out anyway. Besides, I don't want to talk about Vince Dooley anyway. I'm going to talk about the varsity club, what we stand for. What you people have seen in the ring, you haven't upset us yet. But we're getting real itchy, Road Warriors. Doc Snap. Hey, I don't like what. Hey, Michael. Doc I told you to leave him alone. I like to you just keep on snap. him and you keep on him and he does hey, it every time. Doc Snaps. We don't have nothing to worry about. <laughs> Let's make Doc Snap a lot. There's two things you people gotta understand. Doc may snap. That's one. We're good. The second thing is, we know it. <laughs> he kills me. All right, I think we've heard quite enough, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, to provoke Dr. Ness J. Williams. Good God, that was awful. Mm. <sighs> Who's worse, Spivey or Horner? Spivey, by a long shot. You know why? Uh, please tell me. At least we can laugh at Tim. He was good for something. I'm just saying, man, like. I don't know. It's possible for something to be so bad that you're entertained by it. Sure. That's a Tim Horner promo. Spivey's promos are so bad. You just look at it like. Come on. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. He got lost. His shit was stupid. And I felt like at various points, Sullivan was trying to either get involved to help him or to shut him up. I don't even think he got lost. I think he's just trying to sound crazy and dangerous. Hence the name Dangerous Danny Spivey. Oh. I don't think he was lost. I think that was part of... 
I think that's part of the gimmick, and that's another reason why it was like, okay, this is dumb. Oh. Well. Okay. Yeah, that's what I say, too. <laughs> I mean, God. damn. Yeah. Rough. It was rough. Butch Reed is going to defeat Joe Cruz up next. Hiro Matsuda is out there with Butch Reed. I don't have any other thoughts on that, Doc. Did you? Uh, No. All right. Um, from there, we do get the Samoan SWAT team up against Randy Malky and Bob Emery. Hold on, let me get to it because honestly, this match when we go to it, it's right after the commercial break, and we appear to have just missed a Malky splat. Um, it's at like the one thirteen. Let me see if I can see it. Nah, it, it. He will see. He was outside the ring. Watch, mm-hmm. watch. I got you. He's already outside the ring, so that tells me he was Malky had already. We splatted. just don't give but, a shit about like catching beginnings of matches anymore. Oh man, TV company, brother. <laughs> TV company. Um, so we see another pitcher and pitcher, Ranger Ross, who we are told by Jr. that Ross is heading to the NWA. Um, Randy Malky in this match makes up for whatever we missed early on with the splat because he takes a vicious backdrop at one point. Then he's kicked by one of the members of the small and SWAT team. And dear God, it took his head off. Um, Randy Mulkey. I just got to give him credit. That dude bumps like a soldier. <laughs> he is a world-class bumper. Um, and making sure he gets things over. Like, he does not just fall backwards lightly. He is always getting flung, just getting manhandled. Any th- I mean, this was entertaining just for Randy Mulkey. What did you think? It was all right. I mean, I like these guys, so I'm ready to see him get it on. Uh, Secret Service is dumb. Yeah, what do you expect, you know? There's that backdrop. He sold it. Uh, I think there's actually another one, but uh, he, he, Randy Malky just. I think this is the kick we're about to see here, Doc. Watch this. Oh. <laughs> see you later. Dude, he knocked him into next year. Pow. There you go. Um, so anyway, obviously the Samoan SWAT team win. Uh, Malky just had fantastic bumps throughout the match. Uh, any other thoughts, Doc, or can we keep going? We can keep going, my friend. Um, Paulie, Jack, Victory, and the Samoan SWAT team—they cut a very quick promo. I didn't have anything from it though. I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any notes. It was. Um... I liked it either. It's, yeah, I liked the SST playing with Paul's phone. That was the only note I had. Yeah, like they had no clue what it could have been because they're yeah. savages. Because it reinforces that they're climbing trees to shake down coconuts and boiling people's heads. Yeah, they're unintelligible savage. Look at them. They're he's acting like he's on the phone. They're they're kind of disrupting the promo because they don't know what the hell is supposed to be going on. They're just out there. Right. Yeah, they're acting wild. It's it's the the. It's not actually what's term, said. I believe the term is wild, wilding out. Wild, wilding out. There you go. All and right. then 
uh, we get a match at the end to close things out on this episode mm. of JYD, Michael Hayes, and Vincent Young versus Cruel Connection 1 and 2 and Rip Morgan. Um, in this match, as, as we're getting ready to close this match out, Michael Hayes is not happy about his team coming out to Vincent Young's music. Why would he be? Well, I wouldn't have been happy about having to wrestle with him doing this breakdancing gimmick. Nothing against Vincent that Young. That too. Jesus Christ. Uh, Hayes hits one of the Cruel Connection guys with the DDT and JYD Young and Hayes win. Uh, Young is still dancing after the match. And JYD is in the ring watching and thinking, look at this white boy. <laughs> that was my note. I got to try to get to it. It's the it's the end of it because he's dancing. And JYD is like, look at this white dude. <laughs> watch him. He's going to come in the ring. Watch. Watch. He's hey, going to start buddy, dancing. Do it. Look. Look at the little thing there. And, he's, and he starts dancing. He's break dancing. And look at him. He's looking at him. <laughs> look at dog, he's not moving. He's like, look at this white boy. This white boy doing some moves. <laughs> that was funny. Anyway, uh, that was that. So after the match, they cut a very quick promo. JYD Hayes and Young. I don't have anything from it. There was no notes from it. It's it was so quick. It was like twenty seconds at the most. Um, Doc, thoughts? Anything else before we uh, close out the episode? No. Yeah, I don't have anything either. All right, so we got to take care of some business. Actually, we have to rate this thing, and we have to um, give out some Rolexes. Before we do so, I want to remind you, please please consider becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Uh, we've got another clash coming up in a few weeks, um, eh, about, uh, about three weeks away at this point, mm, three and a half or so. Uh, so we've got another clash coming up. Uh, that's going to be the one where it's uh, from New Orleans. Uh, Raging Cajun at the Superdome where Steamboat and Flair take on each other in the second of their trilogy matches. And that one is going to be uh, two out of three falls. So that one will be coming up. That will be on our Patreon feed soon. And again, if you've missed uh, the current Patreon episodes, uh, we've been doing some live streams. And we've also done the, the we did a clash la a few weeks ago. And we did the last pay-per-view with Flair and Steamboat 1. So Please consider becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Great way to support this show and get tons of extra content. If you're missing out on, t on the fact that there's no longer a Smoky Mountain show and two BTT shows every single week, trust me, there is plenty up on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Doc, um, I'll tell you what, I'll rate this one first. An hour and 22 minutes, minus commercials and whatnot. But I was entertained by Rick and Stan, so I'm gonna give it a B. I'm gonna give it a B. I'm I'm okay with a B here. There were some other things I was like, eh, but I'll give it a B. What are you giving it? Hmm. Well, I think that I will also give it a B Hold for on, many of some, those same reasons. I need some Tic Tacs. Tic Tacs. Yeah. Hold on. What? Did, are you driving and get, just got pulled over drinking Henny? I mean, what do you... Tic Tacs. Tic Tacs. What are you drinking? Drink too. Oh, just some water. How do you take breath mints and then drink water? Well, I took the Tic Tacs out and took a sip of water first, and then oh. I put the Tic Tacs in. Well, 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 there's only one good flavor of Tic Tac. Which, what's yours? 
No, I just had some mint ones just now. I don't, I don't know what you. The white about. ones. Yeah. The what? What do they call them? Um, winter fresh or whatever. They're not, I don't know. They're the white Tic Tacs. No, the white ones. Yeah, but they're like winter fresh to me. Okay. Hey, anyway, fresh. you're giving it a B, right? I'm giving it a B. All right, so we're in agreement. We're both giving it a B. All right, so we need to give out the Rolex before I do so. Thank you to everyone who's been using the Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Another great way to support this show. You don't get anything extra, but the show gets a little bit of kickback in return when you use that link. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Give that link to the wives, the girlfriends, the boyfriends, family members, whatever you have in your life, side pieces, all that good stuff, and tell them to bookmark it and use it every time they purchase something on Amazon tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Doc, uh, you go first with the Rolex. I think I know who you're going to give it to, but let's see, let's see who you're going with. Well, I think it's a two-horse race. And I think I might surprise you. I'm giving it to Stan Lane. Um, I'm actually kind of shocked. I thought you were going to go with Rick. I thought he, he gave a really short but strong promo that painted some interesting visuals. And I'm going with it. Yeah, I I have to go with Stan too. And and the the thing that Stan did there was he kind of used a stereotype with the Wild Samoans, with the shaking of the coconuts out the trees and all that good stuff. And he and he basically insulted them. <laughs> it was a baby face promo. Um and then he talked about how when, when he and Bobby were on a beach, they're not shaking no coconuts, they're drinking pina coladas using the coconuts that the, the Samoans are shaking out of the trees and they're oiling up some babes, as Stan said. Oiling up babes. Good Lord. Uh, which uh, which made me think about, you know, he brought up the pina colada thing, right? So it made me think about the promo that Stan cut when he first came in. He's like, I got a call from Jimmy. And, <laughs> and I, I put down my pina colada. And Jimmy said, well, how would you like to come up here and make a million dollars? And I slapped all six of those women and said, sure. Like, why do you have to slap the women, Stan? You just could have just could have handled your business and then left that, that night. I'm confused. But anyway, uh, him him pulling out the pina colada line again kind of popped me. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, Doc, what else do we need to talk about before we get out of here tonight? Because I think we um, I think that's about going to wrap up this week's episode. It's a lot of free content we've laid down this night. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe we're done. I think we are just about done. Um, still no word from Hopper, so I hope he. I really do hope he's all right. I'm gonna have to call him when I get off. Uh, but I want to remind you all: if you are uh, enjoying this show and what we do, consider becoming a patron and check out a couple of friends of ours: Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn, the Northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Also, check out. The Bottom Line Cast with Mike Prue and JV. They do our ECW show on our Patreon feed. Uh, good show. Check out the Bottom Line Cast on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's all I got for myself and Doc and Harper, who's not here for whatever reason. Um, Doc, I think we're going to get you to hit the tagline tonight. So why don't you do that for us? Book it, bitch. We're over here living a dream, brother. We're over here living a dream, brother. I'm 
I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper. We're over here living the dream, brother. Sexiest and the biggest superstar in the business, Hard Buddy Harper. <laughs> BTT is here to stay, not here to play. You can't be stopped. You're insatiable. He's sexiest and the biggest superstar in the business, Hard Buddy Harper. Your host over there is your host over there. Is, Menace, the hardest working brother in wrestling, Mike Mills. Your host over there is the menace, the hardest working brother in wrestling, Mike Mills. Uh, I, I am the smartest man in wrestling, Doc. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper. The sexiest and the biggest superstar in the business, Hardbody Hopper. BTT is here to stay, not here to play. Uh, I, I am the smartest man in wrestling. Uh, I, I am the smartest man in wrestling. Uh, I, I am the smartest man in wrestling. Uh, I, I am the smartest man in wrestling. Uh, I, I am the smartest man in wrestling. Uh, I
smartest man in wrestling. You can't be stopped. Uh, I, I am the smartest man in wrestling. Doc, you can't be stopped. Uh, I, I am the smartest man in wrestling. Doc, sexiest and the biggest superstar in the business. Hard body harbor. bitch. We're over here living the dream, brother. Your host over there is the menace, the hardest working brother in wrestling, Mike Mills. <laughs> Book it, bitch.